Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, hello, sacred friends. I am Lori Andrus, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. Whew, wow, happy new moon. Uh, I just feel really soft today. Yeah, soft, gentle, uh, slow moving. <laughs> like I just want to kind of cozy up uh, with a good book and just linger in some sweet nurturing space. Yeah. I was thinking about this energy of nurturing actually quite a bit this week. Um, nurturing, self-care, uh, loving up on ourselves, just really going within and listening and um, taking taking time to pause. And over the past, I don't know, like I past week and a half, um, I started doing daily shamanic journeys, uh, sinking in and and just opening up with a question and an inquiry and doing a little journey. And today as I journeyed, the, the question that I brought forward was around, um, around the energy of the masterclass that I'm, I'm offering next week, uh, Tuesday, called Attuning to Love. And it was you know, around that energy of love, around the energy of nurturing and self-care, and and around the energy of this new moon, I, I had this feeling of kind of curiosity, like, um, what message wants to come forward at this time around that? What what message wants to to be shared and have voice brought to? And as I journeyed. Um, I found myself receiving a message that actually kind of surprised me. Um, It was a message, it was actually a quote. It was a quote by Khalil Gibran um, from the Prophet, and it was uh, in the section on work. And the quote is one that I actually, years ago, When I first started my business, uh, this quote is one that I actually um, had with all of my 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 marketing, you know, like my my business cards and any type of brochure and stuff like that. It was on there um, because some it really touched me at the time, and you know, this is probably back in two thousand five. when I wrote my first business. Uh, so the quote is, you know, and this is, this is kind of two separate sections, but, um, uh, but the quote that I had on there was, and what is it to work with love? It is to charge all things that you fashion with a breath of your spirit. And that quote came forward as I was, as I was journeying. And I was like, wow, you know, that was, such a powerful, 
powerful, powerful phrase. Um, and it just like at the time, I can remember uh, my business name was actually called Paint My World. <laughs> well, we're going way back in the archives here. Um, and Paint My World was the name of my business. And um, little did I know, you know, looking back now, I can see the... Uh, <laughs> I can see, I can see the foreshadowing. Um, but at the time, uh, the name Paint My World, um, I had this awareness. I had just stepped into, into spirituality or, you know, energy work. Um, the idea of, you know, working with energy and, you know, that like this whole, like I'd yeah, it, it kind of just like really opened up for me. And in the process, I had reconnected with, um, the part of myself that loved to paint. And in that process, I, I started painting again. And I started looking back at the paintings that I had created over the years. And I started to see that um, the, the, the energy of what was created, what was painted, coming to life, and little did I know that at the time, I was painting my world. I was creating my world. So I think it was, you know, late January, early February of 2002. And I'd watched a movie and was inspired by some of the scenery. It was, you know, European kind of Italian, you know, scenes, um, like the the streets and stuff like that. And it just had this beautiful romantic feel. And I can remember feeling so inspired that I went and created some paintings. I painted um these romantic scenes now at that time i wasn't dating anyone um i was i was single and but i wanted i wanted romance i wanted love that like experience that deep deep heartfelt experience and shortly after that uh <laughs> shortly after that i met my husband and um, on our first date, he walked into the house and he started looking around our house and he he looked at me and he, he he's looking at all the paintings. He's like walking from, you know, one piece of artwork to the next, the next, the next. And, and he looked at me and he, he just said, these, these all look like they're by the same artist who created these. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I signed my name. <laughs> Uh, I think it was it was uh, Chris's way of being polite and, you know, trying to open the door to more conversation. Um, it was cute. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, in 2005, when I started my business, I began like really looking back and recognizing that there were times where I painted what I desired, what I wanted to experience, how I wanted to experience life. I I created it in a painting. And here it was, um, you know, this, the energy of this quote felt to me like, ah, that's what this is. We, we paint our world. We, we create our world. And we create our world as we breathe life into, into the creation, into what we are fashioning. 
And this, you know, for me at the time, the word, the word shaman, the, the idea of shamanic practice, it still hadn't really fully opened up for me. Um, I think I, I may have met <laughs> or gone to like a drumming circle or something by that point. But, but the idea of, um, what is, what is a very commonly known, you know, shamanic practice of creating your work, like creating your world, um, I hadn't, I had not been awakened to that yet uh, on a conscious level, but some part of me really already was. And I think, you know, this is one of the things um, when I look at, when I look at uh, being called to sacred path, being called to, um, to, to explore our spirituality, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that kind of foreshadow some deeper knowledge and wisdom and understanding that will open up to us, um, as we continue on our path, we maybe don't necessarily have the full capacity to understand it at the time. And, and I think that's kind of what paint my world was for me. It was, it was this, um, this energy of an awareness, but not full, not to the depth that I think uh, it has come as I, I stepped more formally onto a shamanic path. So, uh, so anyway, uh, where um, where I wanted to go uh, as I saw this quote or as this quote came up, um, I found myself, you know, just sinking into that energy, and I felt this softness, this kind of tender spot in my heart as I, as I recited that quote to myself. And that tender spot was this awareness that, wow, it has been, um, the last, you know, 2020 was really, uh, an intense year. And, you know, as we are full month and a half almost into, uh, 2021, but there's still a bit of an echo and with that echo, that echo is, you know, I think, I think the energy of our, our systems all trying to integrate and settle back in and calm and soothe and, and disengage the collective fight or flight that was triggered through repeated traumas and experiences last year. However you experienced last year, know that that vibration is up in the collective and a way to, you know, I think a lot of us are in a place of um, wanting to move forward this year, but also still a little bit rattled from last year, still a little bit shaken and still in this place of curiosity, wondering how do I confidently move forward when my energy system, my my inner well feels a bit depleted? It feels, um, yeah, it feels depleted. And if that's you, if that's something that you're recognizing within yourself, know you're not alone. Know a lot of people, myself included, are have a, a sense of awareness around this right now. And um, and it's really important that we take time to really attune to that vibration of love and open our hearts in such a way that we can soothe that energy of fight or flight so that we can reconnect to the, the energy of the earth, the rhythm and the cycle of the earth. 
So when this quote came through and I had this awareness of, oh my goodness, I actually feel kind of <laughs> depleted. I don't know that my, my, my breath has a lot of life in it. <laughs> um, I decided to actually pull out the prophet and to just sink back into that section on work. And um, I wanted to share that with you because as I read it, I found myself um, just going, oh, oh, this just is beautiful. Um, <laughs> I think Gibran has, I think uh, his, um, the prophet is just beautiful. And uh, the section just feels really meaningful right now. So I want to invite you to just get a little comfy and I'm going to share a bit of poetry with you, a bit of wise words from Gibran. Then a plowman said, speak to us of work. And he answered saying, you work that you may keep pace with the earth and the soil of the earth. For to be idle is to become a stranger unto the seasons and to step out of life's procession that marches in majesty and proud submission towards the infinite. When you work, you are a flute through whose heart the whispering of the hours turns to music. Which of you would be a reed, dumb and silent, when all else sings together in unison? Always you have been told that work is a curse and labor a misfortune, but I say to you that when you work, you fulfill part of the earth's furthest dream, a sign to you when the dream was born. And in keeping yourself with labor, you are in truth loving life. And to love life through labor is to be intimate with life's inmost secret. But if in you, your pain called birth and affliction and the support of the flesh, a curse written upon your brow, then I answer that naught but the sweat of your brow shall wash away that which is written. You have been told also that life is darkness and in your weariness, you echo what was said by the weary. And I say that life is indeed darkness, save when there is an, when there is urge. And all urge is blind, save when there is knowledge. And all knowledge is vain, save when there is work. And all work is empty, save when there is love. And when you work with love, you bind yourself to yourself and to one another and to God. And what is it to work with love? It is to weave the cloth with threads drawn from your heart, even as if your beloved were to wear that cloth. It is to build a house with affection, even as if your beloved were to dwell in that house. It is to sow seeds with tenderness and reap the harvest with joy, even as if your beloved were to eat the fruit. It is to charge all things you fashion with a breath of your own spirit, and to know that all the blessed dead are standing about you and watching. Often have I heard you say, as if speaking in sleep, he who works in marble and finds the shape of his own soul in the stone is nobler 
than he who plows the soil, and he who seizes the rainbow to lay it on a cloth in the likeness of man is more than he who makes the sandals for our feet. But I say, not in sleep, but in the overwakefulness of noontide, that the wind speaks not more sweetly to the giant oaks than to the least of all the blades of grass. And he alone is great who turns the voice of the wind into a song made sweeter by his own loving. Work is love made visible. And if you cannot work with love, but only with distaste, it is better that you should leave your work and sit at the gate of the temple and take alms of those who work with joy. For if you bake bread with indifference, you bake a bitter bread that feeds but half man's hunger. And if you grudge the crushing of grapes, your grudge distills a poison in the wine. And if you sing, though as angels, and love not the singing, you muffle man's ears to the voices of the day and the voices of the night. I just love this phrase. Work is love made visible. Such a potent phrase. And there's so many throughout throughout this this passage <laughs> it's, it's a long one um and i know that while i had read the prophet you know many times before um something about it today really moved me uh again and um i feel as though we are being called, you know, in all facets of life to bring more love, more awareness to every aspect of our life, to allow it to be part of our, our daily experience, to allow it to ripple from our breath, from our hands, from our hearts, to open our hearts and allow that to flow abundantly and in all places. As I was reading this passage today, I was reminded um, also of another little Lori story. Um, back when I was finishing up graduate school, I did. I had six months of clinicals, and three of my six months were in... Um, on the big island of Hawaii in Kona. And I was, uh, pos- I, my position was at the, the Kona Hospital in the rehab center. And my supervisor at the time, um, she, she lived within a spiritual community. And at the time, this was completely new to me. Um, and one of the things she spoke about at that time, and I'll just never forget it because I, I remember this just like, you know, uh, touching me like in such a way where I just kind of went, whoa, wow, I had never even considered that. Um, she, she shared how uh, within the community, there's, there's a group of individuals who prepared all the food. And while they would prepare the food, they, they had music on that they would sing in prayer. And um, I think we were at the time when she shared this, we were listening to 
um, is. Uh, we were listening to one of his songs, and and she was she was we were singing it together, and and she just you know casually shared that this was a song that they sing in food preparation and um, as a prayer, a song of prayer in her community. And I remember her feeling this deep sense of connection and awareness of how how much more mindful we can be in different areas of our lives and how much more presence we can bring to our experiences. And I want to invite you, um, as you move through today's new moon and um, this weekend uh, where we celebrate Valentine's Day, to move through that experience with, with deeper presence. Where are the moments where you can... S- Offer more love to the experience and be a little bit more present. And with that, I also want to invite you to to join me in going a bit deeper uh, with this uh, next week in the Attuning to Love Masterclass. Yeah, this is um, the second class in a six-part series. You can join us for one, join us for all of them. Um, Replays will be available. Uh, If you're not able to join us live, I would love for you to join us. Yes, I would love for you to join us. So I want to extend that invitation to you. You can join us over at crystalshamanschool.com forward slash master class. And this, uh, this specific master class, the February master class is attuning to love. Um, I'll leave a link for that in the show notes. I wish you a beautiful day, my sacred friends. And as always shine brightly. Bye for now. Hey, sacred friend. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the crystal shaman life. If you like what you heard and you'd love to hear more, subscribe to our station through iTunes and you can help others find our station by giving us a couple stars, a favorable review and sharing with your friends. I wish you a beautiful day. Shine brightly.